Hey, it's McGann. So I have recently caught up with the rest of 2014 and watched Over the Garden Wall. If you haven't seen Over the Garden Wall yet, it's a 10-part miniseries about two brothers, Wirt and Greg, who get lost in a place called The Unknown. And while the show seems random and confusing, there is a story that unfolds, even if the meaning is shrouded in secrecy. Today, I want to tackle my idea of what the unknown is. I have looked around just really briefly over the internet, and I have seen that most people have speculated that the unknown is purgatory or some version of the afterlife. Now that was my initial thought on the matter too, especially with the amount of religious and death-based folklore in the series, but after watching the series again last night, I've formed a different opinion. So let's dive in and look at the facts. Starting with how Wirt and Greg enter the unknown, in episode 9 we see that it happens after the two are chased by cops, they climb a cemetery wall and hop off the other side, then the brothers jump out of the way of an oncoming train, there's a brief blackout moment on the screen, then we see Greg and Wirt as they roll furiously down a steep hill, there's several more blackout moments, and then they plummet into a lake. Now there are two major things to note with how Greg and Wirt enter the unknown. One is that the brothers fall into a body of water and they seem to return to that exact same spot in episode 10 as they return to the real world from the unknown. Two, that brief blackout moment after the boys jump out of the way of the train and, and several more times as they're rolling down the hill, why have that gap? Why show it at all? Anything could have happened in that moment, including Wirt and Greg being hit by the train. And these two different moments in that scene allow for some of the biggest theories that are able to happen with this show. Now looking at everything that we see in the world of the unknown, judging by the stylistic themes of the show, and the way most characters talk, dress, and behave, I can safely estimate that The Unknown is set in America during the 1800s. The Unknown is obviously not in the real world, as the animals throughout the series clearly have higher forms of functioning than animals in the real world. We also see multiple examples of magic being used, like Beatrice being turned into a bluebird, Lorna being possessed by a demon and being controlled by the bell, and Adelaide Scissors that somehow reverse bluebird curses. But since episode 9 shows Wirt and Greg living in a realistic, modern type of world, I can immediately establish that the unknown is a supernatural place. Oddly enough, the bluebird Beatrice gives us some clues about the unknown with her name and role in the story. Beatrice is Latin for bringer of joy, and Beatrice is the character in the divine comedy that leads Dante through several layers of paradise, aka heaven. If you've never heard of it, the Divine Comedy is a very old Italian poem about Dante's journey through the afterlife. I have seen Dante's Inferno reference to Over the Garden Wall several times, but since a character named Virgil actually leads Dante through the Inferno and Purgatory, I believe that the Dante's Inferno reference is a mistake in someone's research that other people were reusing without fact-checking, because Beatrice is Dante's guide through paradise only. At least, that's as far as I can remember. It's been a long time since I've read this in college. But any which way you slice it, though, using Beatrice for the name of Wirt and Greg's Guide Through the Unknown is definitely alluding to the Divine Comedy. I actually ended up researching names after wondering why the creators would choose a name as weird as Wirt. 
So I checked it out and found that the name Wart literally means worthy. Seriously, like worthy to enter heaven. Not only that, but in episode four, the tavern patrons ultimately dub Wart the Pilgrim, or a person who journeys to a sacred place for religious reasons. That's the actual definition of a pilgrim. I'm not kidding you. It's also a little odd to me that none of the villagers or houses seem to know anything about one another. Anytime the beast was brought up, people seemed to know who he was, but really, aside from Beatrice and the woodsman, no one else seemed to realize any other groups of people existed in the unknown. And going in line with that thought, episode 5 is probably the most interesting. I mean, for starters, the episode repeatedly shows a hazy vignette around the screen. You know, where it kind of looks like they put Vaseline around the edges of the image. And that's really suggestive of a blurred sense of reality or a ghostly type of presence. And I know the whole story was thematic to a ghost being in the mansion, but they were still doing that blurred edges after they realized the ghost thing was not true. Now in this same episode, Beatrice even mentions needing two cents for the fairy to see Adelaide. This is literally a reference to an old custom of putting two pennies on a dead person's eyes so that their soul could pay the ferryman to take them across the River Styx, and of course the River Styx takes you to the land of the dead. Now, while episode 5 does fixate on the idea of ghosts, the plot suggests that it's really just a simple misunderstanding created by people being too rich. However, when Quincy Endicott, the mansion owner slash tea mogul, enters the room where he had previously seen the ghost, there are some important mise-en-scene things going on that need to be noted. First, notice the shadow of this small statue that vaguely resembles the ghost Endicott is looking for. There's a huge gash in the side of the shadow that is not visible in the actual figure itself, and it's shown this way in multiple shots, so it's not a mistake. Someone made the effort to draw a missing chunk in the shadow. Maybe that's a hint to someone taking an axe to the young woman's side? After all, Endicott works himself into a rant, claiming that he's done all these horrible, unnamed things with his hands before and for the sake of money. Endicott also refers to the ghost as his beloved, even though they've supposedly never met. It makes me think that Fred the Horse may have been correct in his idea that the lady of the house was murdered by Endicott. The other big thing to note in this room... Look at this mirror. See the reflection of that little trinket box? Good, we know it's a regular mirror. Now, look at these next screenshots where Endicott walks in front of the mirror. Do you see his reflection? Yeah, me either! And this isn't just a mistake in the animation, because a few moments later, we see the reflections of Greg and Fred the horse appear. So Endicott is purposefully not given a reflection for some reason. And even though episode 5 ends in this happily ever after kind of way, check out episode 9 when it shows Greg and Wirt in the real world. Look at the name on the tombstone! Gee, that's the exact same name we're given for the Count in episode 5! Now maybe it's a coincidence and Quincy Endicott is a family name, but I don't think the animators would have added in that easter egg unless they wanted us to assume that Endicott is dead. Also, by episode 8, we start to see snow falling everywhere in the unknown. Snow in October? That's really unlikely. Greg and Wirt have been in the unknown for a few days at most. We certainly don't have any reason to suspect that they've been there for months or years. 
Now, the snow could be symbolic of the desolate, hopeless feeling that overcomes Wirt in Episode 8, but if you consider that the snow starts falling towards the end of the series and equate time in the unknown to time spent sinking into a cold lake, it wouldn't be hard to assume that Wirt and Greg were seeing snow because they were freezing to death in the cold water. But after saying all of this, I do not think that the unknown is purgatory or any other type of underworld heaven or so forth. Now this video is running kind of long, so I'm going to chop it here and make a part two of this. I hope you'll tune in for that, but I know if I make these videos more than five or ten minutes, people check out and never watch the end anyway. So I hope you've enjoyed and please like, subscribe, and come back for the next video.